Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, la, and la. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In FL and Dave. Damn a shake. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to part two of episode 66. We started it on Tuesday of this week, but we decided we had too much meat on the bone to just try to do one podcast on 66. It's an auspicious podcast because we're coming to you from Studio 66 here at the Nerve Center on the West Coast for the NFL at the NFL Network in Culver City here. And of course, 66, we we named Studio 66 that because it honors the greatest player in NHL history, Mario Lemieux. And we wanted to talk about that a little bit. And uh, so we will get to that in one second. And by the way, this is our third podcast of the week. I think this is the first time we've ever done three podcasts in Dave Damashek football program history. I encourage you, nay demand, that you subscribe ASAMP. And in honor of this auspicious occasion, why don't you tell 66 friends about it, too? Let's really make this thing sing. Um, all right. Seated to my immediate right, as he always is, my old pal from NFL.com, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fellow? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. If we have three shows this week, yeah. shouldn't it be like three periods of a hockey game? All right, fine, if you want to call it that. I feel like you're forcing the issue a little bit, but so as be it. As bad as you forced the Dieter Brock job in the first part of the show? Well, I think the fact that you just mentioned Dieter Brock there now makes my head spin. We compete, if you're a newcomer, we compete to see who can organically reference Dieter Brock first in each podcast, and I think that one has to count. <laughs> the fact now, that you just mentioned now, Dieter Brock. Now we're kidding. Now it's getting to. It's we meta. Got, we got to go back. We got to go back to the spirit of the rule. I I agree. All right. <laughs> so anyway, so welcome to uh, to episode sixty six. And uh, on Tuesday, we talked with uh, the great Steve Weish from NFL Network about who the contenders are, who's to to knock off 
the 2011 champion in mm-hmm. each division in the NFC. There's also an AFC version of that, both available on NFL.com. Check those things out. And, uh, and then on uh, Wednesday night, right after the conclusion of the uh, of the top 100 show this I'm week still it was burning from 80 that. to 71 we did that one so if you're interested in that and it seems most people are uh, go check that one out and now that brings us to part 2 of episode 66 and um, before we get to talking about the significance of 66 Lemieux and uh, and anyone else who might even challenge him in sports history for being the most significant individual to a single franchise in sports history. Quickly, a new feature that we stumbled into in part one, behind the glass there, producer Black Tie started asking us for our quick reactions to uh, to some headlines in the world of sport, and in fact, in just the world. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we've decided we shall call that segment The Blacklist. The Blacklist. Black Tie reads current events. The Blacklist. Damn it, check and rank if they're coming. The Blacklist. The Blacklist. Thanks to the one-man house band Dick Banks for that little uh, that little ditty there. Black Tie. Let's get to it, fella. It's actually hashtag blacklist, but yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. All right, I forgot you talked Twitterese. All right, let's get to it. We want to talk about uh, some puck and everything. All right, uh, first one is not really news, but you mentioned we had Weishon earlier, and he spoke about division winners. He said the Bengals would be taking out the Ravens. So hashtag AFC North winners, who do you guys have? Well, I listen. I understand why people are excited about the Cincy Bungles, and uh, you know, coming off the year they did last year, people want to debate whether or not the AFC North is among the very best divisions. I don't know why, or at least people on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Damashek and uh, Rank at Adam Rank, and um, people say, how, "How? Why do you just assume the AFC North is so great?" That's because you're a fan of the Steelers, I assume, but. There are three. They put three teams in the playoffs. I don't know how you could dispute <laughs> that, uh, that this is a tough division. Um, Andy Dalton, second year. A.J. Green, second year. I think it assumes a lot that, uh, that that they're going to just pick up where they left off, especially said Benson is, uh, you know, obviously inconsistent, but I think better. And no longer there. I know. I, uh, that's going to be my point there, Rank, is that said Benson, for whatever for whatever uh, bullets you might shoot at him, I think he's better than Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis, who's now their feature back. Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is now their number one back. I don't think that they've done much to upgrade yet. Jermaine uh, uh, Gresham is, is very good. A.J. Green is very good. Maybe that's enough pass catchers. Um, the defense is better, but listen, the Ravens are – Still very good. They, uh, you know, there are not a lot of losses for, uh, on that team, and I think that they will. Uh, you know, I mean, losing Suggs is a big deal, and so they lose a playmaker on defense. But I think that offense will continue to get better. Now, I, I think that Joe Flacco. I, I, I hard to believe. I actually think Joe Flacco is going to get a little bit better, and I think Torrey Smith is going to build on what he did last year. And uh, and be really good. So there's and no the Steelers, time limit anymore. The offensive line for the Steelers is is going to be vastly improved. That has been their weakness over the last four or five years. So that's going to be better. I think it assumes a lot to say the Bengals are going to jump both those teams. I say fat to Steve Weish. Rank your thoughts. Uh, Steelers. 
You think the Good. Steelers win the division? Yeah, because yeah. nicely done. See, David you made, Castro. You made up time. No, no, don't say anything. You've said more than enough. Exactly. Perfect. That's how it should be. As you guys know, BCS playoffs. There's been some talk about it. Maybe 2014 or 14 playoff. What do you guys think about a hashtag BCF playoffs, finally? Everything with the hashtag. My response is hashtag good. Hashtag about time. Mm-hmm. Hashtag well done. And hashtag let's just do what I've always said, which is that the, it's always the bowl system that gets in the way. They say, well, these are the bowl committees are too influential. Involve the bowls. Make the bowl. Forget this. I don't understand this BCS title game or championship game thing. Just make it the rotating thing. The, the the semifinals are the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, and then the title game's the Orange Bowl, and you just rotate it every year, right? Done That's and the answer done. To it. And can we also go back to – we need to redo the, the conferences again, though, because the notion of San Diego State and Boise State playing in the Big East is so utterly ridiculous. Can we just get the – pack like, make pick the four conferences that you want to be the ultimate. Pac-10, Big 12, SEC – and then ACC, it should be maybe, yeah, they Big could East, whatever. Just I, change I the Big East Conference to the Hack, yeah. Because it would be the Huey and Applesauce Conference. That's what just, it should be called because it's a nonsense thing. Pick now. the four conferences and go with that, and All then right. put put San Diego State and Boise State. Put them in the Pac-12. Let them compete with a couple of those teams. All right. Are All we right. ready now, Black Tie? No, we got one more. Last one. Marvel versus DC guys. Avengers came out. <laughs> Dark Knight's coming out. Are you What'd kidding? You no, we're not having that conversation. We cannot now. do that right now. What do you think? That is a conversation that lasts, that's worthy of 90 minutes pe- uh, at minimum. Fella. We will kill the tight 45. Yes. That's all, right, not- all, right, all right. All right. Let's just move on. Then. I'd rather talk totally about fine. this. I'm happy to say in California that they now have made a law that you're not allowed to text. Like they, they will pull you over if you're texting right. while driving. Great. But now the next uh, thing we need to tackle with this texting nonsense is people texting while they're walking. On the streets, people in the crosswalk are texting and it slows them down. Move, walk with some pace, walk mm. with some purpose, fella. My car has to go. <laughs> Next person who texts in the crosswalk in front of me shall be the recipient of my left shoe in their ear. And be and, <laughs> and consider yourself lucky that you didn't uh, feel my uh, my uh, front bumper in your in your leg. Do you light them up with the horn? I don't like it. Yeah, I give him a little. Burr, burr, burr. I don't give him the hardcore long one, but I I give him a little jolt. Good for you. They deserve it. Yes, I agree. I'm doing. I uh, my work is righteous, Rank. I, I it's for me. The better. I want to make society. the world a better place. You know, I want to leave this world better than how I found it. And along those lines, I was in JFK Airport a couple of weeks ago. What did I find? Twenty years after I first requested it, I saw a a pack of. Green apple Mentos, because I always liked in Mentos, you know, the the assorted fruit mm-hmm. flavors. I always favored the green apple one more than the other ones. And I called at the time for a all green apple one. And then I saw it at JFK Airport. So see, your work is done. Thank you. Not done, but I'm making progress. All right. So with that being said, part of one of my one of my ongoing causes is to make sure that the world understands in spite of all the hype and nonsense and uh, propaganda that would have you believe that one Wayne Gretzky is the greatest player in NHL history. The correct answer to that question is Mario Lemieux, number 66. And what's further, as I've said many times before, he is the single most influential individual to one franchise in sports history here to debate us with it at least on the telephone lines another we we build from the blacklist 
Here I think we have another new segment on our hands. It'll be fan debates. <laughs> We'll get people with opposing points of view mm -hmm. to discuss a subject here. If they're still on the line. Today, it's hockey-centric, and we're going to be talking with my pal, and I don't know if he's your pal, Rank, but uh, from LCS Hockey, the great podcast and website, and, uh, and uh, Puck File, obviously, it's Mike Dell. What's happening, Dell? Hey, Dave. What's up, buddy? Going? Well, what an I, honor. Being invited to the NFL podcast. Sure, sure. Yeah, welcome, welcome. And, uh, oh, he and, says hi to you. Oh, yeah. Hi, Rank. How you doing, buddy? I've been on that show a number of You've times. You've been on the LCS. Uh, Absolutely. I don't understand what happens with the with the rank amateurs. I'm not sure what's happening with Rank's little fan base. As far as I know, there there's one, maybe two people that are a part of this. But our pal uh, Corey over at Backpage Press has seen fit to create a T-shirt for the rank amateurs. So I encourage you to head over. A T-shirt? Yeah, Dave. He created two T-shirts. Two T-shirts for Adam Rank. What has this world come One to? was actually designed by Mike Dell. I, don't, I, I drew it. I don't understand why this would, why the world would need this, and I think the sales will <laughs> support, my, or, or lack thereof, will support my uh, my perspective on this. But, yes, BackpagePress.com. Uh, Head on over there and, uh, and get your Rank Amateurs T-shirt. And maybe, more likely, while you're over there, you'll see some, uh, some handsome T-shirts for the Czech Republic and also for uh, Mario Lemieux, there's the subject a nice, of our conversation. There's here. a nice one here where it has the 66 greater than 99. That was my design. Is it? It just show. You know what? It makes you look small. Like I don't. I can't imagine any any Gretzky fan. You understand irony, like, I need, though. You I, see, need, I need to have this shirt to show everybody. <laughs> I don't think people care. I don't think Gretzky fans care that you know whatever. Mario, yeah, you were great. It's Mario. Thank Whatever you. It's not is. Mario. Well, then can we bring in my somebody to support my side of the argument? I like this. So we'll, Brian, we'll each have to find our own advocate to support right. our point of view. I like that. Well, I couldn't find many, so no, I'm kidding. We got the great Merm from the from the from the league office in New York. Big fan of the program, and we're big fans of his. Merm, are you there? Hey guys, what's going on? What's happening? Mermelstein, Brian Mermelstein, joining us from the Nerve Center on the East Coast there from uh, from dreary Manhattan. He's very excited right now uh, because of uh, the way his blue shirts are playing there. Rank, by the way, very excited about his L.A. King. So uh, everyone's excited about hockey right now, with the exception of me and Dell, because our uh, beloved Pittsburgh Penguins met an untimely demise. Well, this will be a way for you guys to still talk about hockey. That's fine. Yeah. You know what? The NHL gets what it deserves with the Coyotes uh, getting to the conference finals and uh, and the Devils likely getting to the conference finals, too. Where are they? Where Where's the Coyotes? Where are they moving to? Quebec? I, I'd love for them to move to Quebec and uh, yeah. and, and, and uh, have the comeback. I'd love to see the comeback of Laguerre-Sival, Montreal mm -hmm. Canadiens, Blue Blanc et Rouge against uh, the Nordique would be wonderful. But that, it, it would be, but last I heard, Dave, it looks like they're staying. Like in what the, in in Phoenix? What a hockey town! I, I believe in Phoenix. Ugh. All right. Well, listen, fellas. Here's a welcome to the show. An auspicious occasion, like I keep saying. It's episode sixty six. This is part two, and uh, so what we want to talk about here is: Am I right? I know I am, but for the sake of uh, I don't know. I guess people like to hear debates, so let's do it. Let's hear why sixty six is or is not the greatest player in NHL history. And I'm going to start with you, Mike Dell. 
Well, it's, it's pretty simple, Dave. Now, I've done this. I don't know if Merm has a history of debating Lemieux versus Gretzky, but I've done it pretty much professionally for the last, oh, I don't know, a dozen years. People pay you for this? <laughs> yeah, they do. That's how good I am at it. But uh, the key point is, Dave, here, here's what I always start when I debate the Gretzky. Tell me one thing Gretzky can do that Lemieux couldn't. Just one. That's please. the exact basis of the argument over there. What do you uh, mean? Mary Janet Jones. The, the argument is, if you were to take two people and put them in a room, and uh-huh. one of them was Mary Lemieux, and you didn't okay. know it was Mary Lemieux, and one of them was Wayne Gretzky, and you didn't know it was Wayne Gretzky, and you said, which one of these is the best hockey player ever? Uh-huh. You would say that the person that looks like Lemieux should be the best person, the best hockey player ever. And there's a good reason for that, because he is the best hockey player ever. He's six no. foot thirty. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's six foot four man. There's things Lemieux can do. Fellas, 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 please. Fellas, I like the spirit that we're coming out of the gate with here, but just remember there are some rules. You're on that. You're, you know, you're, we can't see you, so you, get, you, you have to let each other talk here. But all right, let Dell go. Well, just no, he can answer the question. Tell me one thing Gretzky can do that Lemieux could not do on the ice. Just one. Again, Mario Lemieux is built to be a hockey player. Wayne Gretzky's exactly built right. to be <laughs> Thank you, a grocery boy. That's why Wayne Gretzky is better than Lemieux, because Wayne Gretzky holds basically every record that's worthwhile, and he shouldn't. Well, let me just say this. Let me jump in and say he holds every record. He happened to be playing in what is the equivalent. Right. I'm not insinuating. Uh, I'm not, not insinuating not any nefarious the... reason for this, uh, other than that that's what the rules allowed at the time in the 80s. Gretzky came up in an era. L- listen, Lemieux was only a few years behind him in getting into the NHL. But, of course, Lemieux had to overcome the back issues that, uh, that uh, you know, the analogy I always make is Lemieux and Gale Sayers. You know, Gale Sayers was devastated, had his career devastated by knee injury, and yet people still hold him up as probably one of the six or seven best running backs of all time. Lemieux, and he only played a few years, the difference between Gale Sayers and Lemieux is Lemieux had devastating back troubles and kept on playing and kept putting up numbers. But Lemieux still ranks as one statistically as one of the best players of all time. Gretzky came up. Gretzky came up. In an era that was that, that the offense was prolific, the rules were structured so that the offense could really take off. And he happened from day one, the day he gets to the league, he's in the league on a power play with Mark Messier, Paul Coffey, uh, Yari Curry, and and Glenn Anderson, and so on. He was surrounded by a cavalcade of stars, whereas Lemieux spent the first many years of his career with Doug Shedden. And uh, and Warren Young and Terry Ruskowski. That makes all the difference statistically. How say you, Mermelstein? And towards the later part of his career, Lemieux played with guys named Yager and Francis and Coffee and Murphy. So what? And, what, so, and that's bad? Oh, right. No, it evens each other out. No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, Gretzky played no. with stars his whole career. Dave, Dave, if I may, Dave. Please. Um... What people don't understand is the vast difference. It was shockingly easy to score goals when Gretzky was putting up the, the record numbers through 81 to 86. Shockingly just, easy. That's right. Shockingly easy by today's standards. Did they have goalies? No, they didn't. Okay. They had Mr. Salty and Net. And defensemen were wearing long pants. It was ridiculous. <laughs> to put it in perspective, Rank and Merm, in 2012, the Penguins led the NHL with 282 goals. They were the leading team, 282 goals. 
Philly scored 264 in second place. Now, if you go through 1981 to 1986, there are 21 teams in the NHL. If you remove Edmonton from the equation, because Gretzky's team, they were always leading the league in scoring. The other 20 teams in the NHL over those five years averaged 312 goals. Mm. Every team in the league averaged 312 goals. Today, the leading team is 282. That puts it in perspective just how the sport is different. It's just changed so much. If you didn't get, if what you changed, what was what's the difference? What you changed? could, if you if you were missing athlete size, the training, the, everything changed about the game. If you so were missing if, a so limb, if, if so you were missing was, a limb, okay. if you were missing a limb, you still had to score twenty five goals in the NHL. You couldn't help but do it. It was easy to score in the early to mid eighties. Period. That's it. I think. It's does that number not? You so you're so so you're it's saying that the better. players. Hold on. So you're saying the players are bigger. So you so Lemieux's playing in an era where all the other sports were taking substances that might or might not have been illegal, and I'm talking about baseball teams. So you you're insinuating that perhaps Lemieux was using no, I'm not some sort of that. I'm insinuating you're that saying that it, you're saying that, now that they they weren't back in the '80s. The guys had the side jobs in the early '80s. On NHL teams. All you but, can do is measure what he did against his opponents, exactly and Gretzky right. he dominated. Was much better than everyone he played against in those early eighties, but he wasn't better than Mario Lemieux. And there's only one. There's three seasons where you can do a statistical comparison where they're on level playing fields, from eighty-seven, eighty-eight, eighty-eight, eighty-nine, and eighty-nine, ninety. Because Lemieux was twenty-two, Gretzky was twenty-seven at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's right in his prime for Gretzky. Lemieux's twenty-two, still on a bad Penguin team in those years before he got. Francis and Yager and everybody. But in those three years, Gretzky only played one year in Edmonton, then he got traded to L.A. So the, the supporting cast were somewhat closer in, in those final two years of that three-year window. But if you add up those stats in those three years, pay attention, Rick. You'll learn something here. Right? Gretzky appeared in 215 games and scored 134 goals, 459 points. That's good for 6.2 goals per game, 2.13 points per game. Over the same three years, Lemieux played 212 games, only three fewer games, scored 220 goals, 490 points, or 1.04 goals per game, and 2.31 points per game. So how was that not a fair comparison? Well, I want Mermelstein to react, but before he does, let me, let me just build on something that, ran, that, uh, that uh, Dell points out here. The comparison of those Edmonton teams. So we'll look at the larger, the, the larger point of those Penguin teams versus those Edmonton teams, and then the individuals that were on those teams. Gretzky leaves the Oilers and goes to the Kings, and everybody acts as though you know the, 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 this was a charitable deed on his part to go to the to the woeful Kings and play with the likes of Bernie Nichols. And by the way, Yari Curry goes with him, and uh, and and they, it's not as though and, and Kevin well, Lowe goes down there, and so on. Well, well Curry didn't go till much later. Kevin Lowe didn't go down there, buddy. Yeah. Wait, who am I thinking of? Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Charlie Huddy goes down. Charlie Huddy. McSorley went down, but Curry Kev- didn't go until much later. And Curry's numbers were actually still rock solid even after Gretzky left. Well, that's well, that's the point I was gonna. That, that's the point I was gonna make is so when and you take wh- Warren Young, Warren Young in Lemieux's rookie season scores uh, what was it forty five goals, something like that. Yeah, scores forty five goals. 
goes off and signs a huge deal in 1985 to go to the Wings, is never heard from again. Terry Ruskowski scores his high watermark in his career, I believe was 19 goals for his career. In the twilight of his career, he goes down there. He's just a mucker and grinder, basically, glorified version of that. Goes in, and serves on Lemieux's other wing that year, has, sets, a, uh, sets a career high for goals on Lemieux's wing. He's not. He turned average players into great players. There's no there's no track record of Gretzky doing the same thing. Yari Curry continued to play well without Gretzky. Mark Messier and company won a Stanley Cup in Edmonton without Gretzky. You take Lemieux away from the equation with the Penguins, and that team is zero and, individually and, and collectively. Scoring title. All right, let, listen, Yager. Francis Francis is still an All Star. Well, yeah, right. they're great teams, but did they ever win a Stanley Cup when Lemieux was hurt? No, indeed. No. Exactly. No. But but they they made the I believe they made the now, but but, but Mermelstein, you still have yet to make a remark that makes that the the thing that I always say is that. Lemieux was Gretzky was great in the regard. That, and by the way, I don't mean to diminish him to the point that I say he was he wasn't a great player. But the point is with Gretzky, he was effective in the sense that at the end of a game, you would watch him. He would take advantage of every opportunity he had. If he had five great chances, eight great chances in a game, he would end up with a four point night. And you would look at it at the end of the game and say, "Wow, how did he get those four points? What happened there?" He would cash in on the opportunities. But he would. But for there would be stretches of a game where he would be essentially invisible to you. You weren't completely aware of Gretzky's presence on the ice at every moment of uh, of the game. Lemieux, conversely, was the focal point because of his physical largesse. As soon as he jumped over the dashers, you knew where Lemieux was, and he constantly was being. I mean, to a ridiculous degree, for a large part of his career, his teammates on the ice would force the puck to him at his own blue line, and he would lug it. With sometimes literally a defenseman cloaked on his back, he had to carry the action because there was no other way. He was the focal point of the other team. Everyone in the building knew where Lemieux was at every given, uh, at every second of every game, and he still thrived in spite of having zero talent around him. Doug Shedden was his line mate at one point. This team was rubbish, and yet he still put up massive, massive numbers. How say you, Mermelstein? Again. Not going to argue with Lemieux on sheer skill. Probably the most skilled player in the game ever. Gretzky, greater. Because, because why? Because <laughs> why? You're just going to play? Because of his numbers? Because if no, that's because your case, if that's the case of its numbers, then Fran Tarkenton was better than Joe Montana. Emmett Smith was better than... Compared em- to Lemieux. Because they were put in an error when it was statistically easier to score. When you equate the errors to get, when you average out... The average points per game per game in those years in Lemieux, and you equate them, put them on a level playing field, Lemieux's numbers are better. They just are, because he scored them in an era when it was harder to score. I know it's only a few years difference we're talking about here. Yeah, but, yeah, people think. Yeah, well, I still, I, but but you're, still comp- you're still need to compare him again. It's not Gretzky's fault that he played in that era where he was scoring. But, I, I know, Rank, I know, but Lemieux didn't play in that era. Under, and when he did, he was 18 and 19. But when, you, like I said, put him in 87 to 90 when they're on relative. Yeah, and in 87, the same Gretzky doesn't match Lemieux's numbers. So how do you uh, defend that? Because he didn't have. Is, is there something to be said about not having to carry a team? About being. About <laughs> being. <laughs> no, wait, let me. No, because sometimes if you're sitting there, it's the way a point guard 
Oh, okay. The way a point guard kind of has, he has players, he distributes, he makes players better around him. It's like what, when you talk about well, magic, it's like, it's he like. He did that too. So he did play with talent is what you're saying. Not for one on, yes. Not from not for a long stretch in no, his career. So when it so when it fits what you're saying, it's like he played with nobody, and then you're like, well, no, he no. Made people the better. tragedy of Lemieux's career is the it's entirely based on perception because, of course, the league was a little under the radar in terms of coverage, and so the vast majority of of even people who would consider themselves diehard hockey fans didn't get to see Lemieux at his very best. By the time the Penguins even win their first Stanley Cup in '91, Lemieux was not. Was, was no longer at his very best. The back issues had already ravaged his body, and he was still the best player on the ice on a team, yeah. a, a, in a galaxy of stars with Yager, Francis, Ricky Tockett, and so on. He was easily the best player in uh, on, not just the team, but uh, but but in the game. Gretzky's team, but of course those so teams... He didn't, so he didn't win his first Stanley Cup until the talent around him improved. That's right. That's like exactly what, right. So... What you're, didn't what, win any Stanley what's your, when he didn't have the talent around him either. So okay, so then careers basically so then, reversed each other. So like then, came, I'm sorry, Rank, but Gretzky came into the league with a stacked team. Then he went to L.A. and, and it fell down. Lemieux came in on a bad team. Then he, in his final years, he was on a stacked team, and that's when he won his cups. They're, they're just like the reverse. But in between, there were three years where they're on a level playing field, and Lemieux still dominated. And by the way, when he goes to L.A., again, like I say, people, but got, but people position I – mean, all you need to know is that this is, a, that this is media propaganda that Gretzky's so great is. All you need to look at is the 1980 <laughs> – Let me just tell you something. Please. In 1988-89, that season proves that it is all about the perception of, of – uh, uh, before the season, before the puck even drops, that it's all about uh, a media manufactured uh, a, a perspective. Because Gretzky wins once he gets to LA, he wins the MVP, even though Lemieux outscores him by thirty-one points. And Gretzky is is hailed for making hockey relevant in LA. That's that's why he wins the MVP. He wins the Hart Trophy. Lemieux has one hundred ninety-nine points in that season. And he got the Penguins in the playoffs for the first time in how many years that year, too. It's so just nonsense. On Based on what would you make one guy the MVP over another guy? Because because he did it in a market that doesn't traditionally have a lot of hockey fans. It's a, it's so loco. And by the way, I the always, point that he went there and had no talent around him is, is, uh, is the guy who I always think should be really upset is Bernie Nichols. Because Bernie Nichols, while he didn't put up as big okay, a, a numbers. How many, how many points did he have? The year before Gretzky got he there, was a, he was a, he was a, he was a very good offensive 78 player. Seventy eight points. The, the the year Gretzky got there, one fifty. So basically yeah. doubled his point total. Rank no no one's saying Gretzky's bad awful. You he's guys great. are acting like he's terrible. No no he's great, but he's not as good as Lemieux. That's the point. And because again, tell me one thing Gretzky can do that Lemieux can't. There's nothing. Lemieux what do you mean? What do you mean? Let's like, go like back to Mermelstein. Let's go doing? back to Mermelstein like and super... let him answer. Let's uh, Mermelstein. What can you answer the question? What does Gret? What is why is Gretzky better aside from pointing to the numbers? Because that is the argument of the of of the Gretzky fan. And by yeah. the way, the only thing I can the thing I can say though that even argues against those numbers, uh, well, Lemieux in a in a per game average. 
was superior to Gretzky until until the dead puck air and the Devils but, drove down Gretzky uh, Lemieux's numbers at the very end of his but, career. But, again, that doesn't tell the whole story because Lemieux was playing in an era when it was harder to score. I went through each, each year, year by year, and I ran all the numbers. All right, so I, I have the stats. I know what they are. But it, Lemieux's at per game averages, when you equate them, he has three of the top four point seasons in NHL history. He would have had 229 points in 1992-93 over an 80-game slate. Uh, he has the highest goal. He would have had 101 goals that year if you equate the goals over an 80-game slate. It's, he has all the marks if you equate for a per-game average of scoring across the league. Um, so it's not like Gretzky has a t- statistical advantage. He doesn't. He was healthier than Lemieux. That's the one thing. That is it. If you're that is it. Fan. It's the same thing as Gail. Is, is Emmett Smith? Bo Jackson. Is Emmett Smith better than Gail Sayers? Is or or Jim Brown or Walter Payton? Do you want to make that argument that if, and durability is a legitimate? It, it, it is a legitimate factor when you start talking about who's great. Obviously, a guy who breaks down at, in his second year of his career or, you know, has some has some horrible uh, uh, injury and never gets to do uh, Billy Sims as a guy, you know, right. and, uh, you know, too bad he didn't do he might. Who knows how he would have finished up. Lemieux continued his career. Right. For another decade after the back injuries, and he still ranks statistically as one of the best players of all time. But, you know, the naked eye, the eyeball test tells you everything you need to know if you watch these guys play. And Dell supports it with statistics that say Lemieux is still the best. That, that, that there is, you know, the, our, our pal Jonah Carey, who is a numbers guy as well, can make a strong case for Lemieux based on the numbers, not on the eyeball test, which is what I'm applying here. Mm-hmm. And by the way, one more thing I'll say is Lemieux had a flair for the dramatic that Gretzky never had. Big-time goals in big moments, overtime goals. Uh, you know, like Gretzky didn't have this? Not, not, not nearly, sh- not nearly, uh, <laughs> not nearly on the level, not nearly on the level that, Gretzky, that, that Lemieux well, did. Well, Dave, Dave, you're forgetting that Gretzky scored that game-winning goal in the Canada Cup. Oh, wait, no, that was Lemieux. Gretzky passed it to Lemieux, <laughs> and then Lemieux put it over the glove to win it. Oh. But you know what? In game two of the no, game, no, no, wait. I want. No, no, I got to no, because Gretzky scoring to win it. No, oh, that was Lemieux in overtime of that game too. That won that game. Yeah, I'm sorry. What are you uh, talking about? About exactly. the '87 Canada. Know, you're not a hockey fan. Oh, yeah, let Mermelstein. No, 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 no. You go ahead, Mermelstein. I don't care that I watched. I don't watch these. In, whatever. Go ahead, Mermelstein. You completely ignore what he did against the Leafs. The last time the Kings were oh, making a huge well, when he banked one in off the defenseman's shin. Oh, you guys! When he when he tried to That's, when he tried to set when he when he tried to center the puck and it happened to hit a defenseman's leg and go into the goal. This, okay, this, okay listen. You know what? If I, I apparently you guys care much more about this because where you're from, you obviously have a chip on your shoulder because <laughs> because nobody. I mean, it's it's what I said at the beginning. No Gretzky fan cares. I'm not going to walk around with a shirt that because says 99's greater than 66 because nobody cares. Career. They stole a legend. Why would you? You don't go back to the scene of the crime. You stay far away. Thank you, Dell. Well said. Well said. Now, Mermelstein, you've been he... quiet. Let Mermelstein try and defend his, his beloved Gretzky. Yeah, that's right. He quit. No, I didn't quit. Oh, all right. <laughs> You have nothing to say. Go ahead. Or have we won you over? 60, 60 in 39 games. All right. What, what, what does that matter? Yeah, congratulations. But what, he didn't score 60, 50 in 39. But what, what does it matter? 
if he, so what? He wasn't Lemieux. We're not arguing whether Gretzky was better than other guys he played. Was he better than Lemieux? And the answer is no, a resounding no, because he's a smaller man. Bob, if Gretzky was playing in today's NHL, he'd be 35 goals, 120 points. It's a nice, but you know what's yes, weird? It's, it's a nice he's not in, playing. It's a nice in inspirational that. story that what? Gretzky what? Is, was undersized, and so you wouldn't have seen this coming from a guy like this. But, but it has no relevance. And you've basically admitted that Lemieux was using steroids, which is another <laughs> advantage that he Here's had. Here's another great. Here's an, and one more point I'll make is, is the the a, a fun hypothetical game is flip flop their two careers. Lemieux gets dropped in at eighteen to a team that features Yari Curry, Paul Coffey, Glenn Anderson, and so on. Why don't on. you drop him in with the Kings? Gretzky gets dropped onto the Pittsburgh Penguins of nineteen eighty four with uh, with Terry Ruskowski, Warren Young. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, the guys who I w- watched him with in his first season. There. You know what would happen? This is a, he would put up a bunch of statistics and he wouldn't yeah. win. And he would put up. He would still put up gaudy numbers. The guys around him would continue to put up great points. There's no and evidence then, to prove and that. Then, wh- and why, wh- when he was with the Rangers, when, and, and there when he was, was a with bunch the King, of- did you not listen to what I said when he did to Bernie Nichols, the guy who you were already yeah. to kiss into the the Hockey Hall of Fame? He doubled his points playing with Gretzky. Okay, so he would. Wait, why? I don't get this. Okay, if you just because time, those guys every, were good uh, without him, forget it. No, the no, point. Forget no one's it. arguing that Gretzky made the players forget it. Yeah, yes, that's true. But they also were that. good enough on their own merit to win a Stanley Cup without him. You think any team that you pluck Lemieux off of would have a chance of winning a Stanley Cup? Of course not. Like I'm not okay. If you guys just want to sit here and shout, and then anytime, <laughs> anytime somebody makes a statistical argument, you're like, "Good no, for you! Frank, good for you! Good for you!" That's exactly what it is. You're just good for you. You act good for you. Do the same thing. He did. They both did it. So how? So what is your point? Better than Lemieux doing it. So why is one better than the other? Because Lemieux was six foot four, two hundred thirty pounds. That's why. Now what? So it's a physicality thing. Yes, because they both score at the same pace, at the same level. Except and, Lemieux did it in an era that, when it was harder to do it. But Lemieux was six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds. There was and his he body could do on the ice. Gretzky could not do. And his body Period. failed him. His body failed him. So, so it, it was it was it that big of an advantage? His body failed him. Well, he had cancer. And then, and uh, so again, cancer. and what did he take after he had cancer? Then he wasn't well, on steroids then. No. <laughs> this, is a, this is so absurd. I know. Now it's gotten <laughs> off the rails. If you're going to compare guys who played in different eras, you have to compare them against his contemporaries. I can't sit here and have an no. argument. No, no, no. You can't have this argument of like him comparing guys from different eras if you're going to make this big deal about it. I'm comparing them against the guys he played against. You well, Rick, said, here's an idea you said, from wait. 1987 to 1990, compare Gretzky to Lemieux. Lemieux yes, was better. Exact. Congratulations. You got a three year window. Where he was better, but what I'm Which saying is, what I'm saying is, is that you just listed a whole cavalcade of reasons of why Mario Lemieux has so many advantages over than Wayne Gretzky, yes. but yet he could not score more goals than Gretzky did, and he was when five he foot did. ten and a hundred pounds. When Lemieux was twenty-two on, he scored more goals. What do you I'm mean? His rank. <laughs> why did Gretzky's goal totals just fall off a map when he left Edmonton? They just fell off the cliff. What happened to him? Why couldn't he score goals now? I'll tell you why he couldn't score goals, because the league changed around him. His supporting cast changed. Goaltenders got better. Lemieux was still scoring 50, 60 goals well into the 90s. Gretzky? With, a better, with a better cast around him. In 19? Yeah, but he, could, but he, he, he still scored at the same pace. When he had a bad cast and a good cast, he still scored. 
Final thoughts, Brian Mermelstein. Better player because he wasn't supposed to be a good player. <laughs> all right. If, you, if that's your base, your argument on can, Well, right. Mike, that's exactly what you keep saying. You keep saying that, that Mario Lemieux can do all these things because he's right. physically gifted that's and right. all this stuff. And then when somebody goes, well, yeah, well, then Gretzky still put up these great totals with having all these, in, these, all these disadvantages. You scoff at it. So which way is it? Which way is it? The debate is who's a better player, Gretzky or Lemieux. Not whether Gretzky's good. Gretzky's great. He's one of the top three players in NHL history. But is he better than Lemieux? The answer is no. Why do you talk him down so much? I don't don't get it. Who talks him down? When have I ever talked Gretzky down? Oh, okay, now our producers, he's, he's dying here. It's arguing Willie Mays versus Babe Ruth. They happen to, they, their, their careers happen to overlap is the difference. And but so, let me, let me just finish with this, Dave. If you, if you change Final you thoughts, stats, Mike Dell. If you go through each year, like I said, and adjust the scoring per game according to the league average through every season, and you add up their, their totals, Gretzky would have averaged 1.56 points per game in today's era, by today's standard. Lemieux would average 1.61. Now, the, the big thing is... If Kid Crosby didn't get a concussion. Oh, he, for heaven's sakes. He was averaging 1.66 points per game, and last year he came back and averaging 1.7. So if not for that concussion, we'd be watching uh, uh, Crosby right with Gretzky and Lemieux in terms of scoring. And I don't think people appreciate that as much as they should because of the era we're in. I Well, listen, I agree, and uh, I think it's uh, clear-cut. I'm going to let, uh, you know what, Black Tie will serve as our... Wait, I, as don't, our... I don't get a final thought? Oh, I didn't know we, you and I needed to have All final right, thoughts. All right, go ahead. What's your final thought? No, What's fine. your final thought Black, Black before tie Black Tie, the judge, issues his uh, his judgment on who won I, this? All I, I would say... first thought before your final thought. All I would say <laughs> is that... I, I'm listening to this, and I'm hearing about a lot of, well, if he did this, if he was no. that, if he had played in this era. The only thing I'm going to go on, and I'm just going to use the numbers, and I'm going to look up the numbers, and I'm going to see 400, 400. I'm going to see 894 goals, the point total 2857. I can sit here and play well if he had been, you know, if he had been born in Russia and never oh, got a chance Lord. to play. In all right. Well, the NHL, then, then he wouldn't have been. You know what? I could play all those what ifs. And you know what? Barry Barry Bonds was better. Barry Bonds was better than Ted Williams, and Emmett Smith that's, was better. That's a straw Emmett man. Smith. That's, Emmett Smith was better a, than Jim Brown. That's a straw man argument. Why? Why no, is no, no, that? No. What's the difference? Not, well, not, one had superior numbers, we're therefore not he's better. Any of that stuff. But of course right. we are. That's I'm not. If the only thing a Gretzky fan can point, if the only thing a Gretzky fan can point to is the is the statistics, then I can hold up statistics that prove the same thing in every other sport then. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar obviously was better than... so far. It's it's such a straw man argument. Kareem Kareem was better than Bill Russell, obviously. Why does Kareem have anything to do with this argument? Because you're basing it all on... His numbers are better, so therefore he was better. Are you using Kareem's numbers to say Gretzky was better? I don't understand the inference. I think you do. I, I think don't. You're, I think you're I being really obtuse, don't. and I think that you know that, that, that Fran Tarkenton versus Joe Montana, well, who's better? Well, Fran Tarkenton had better numbers. You measure it, does he? Yeah. Joe Montana has four Super Bowl wins. All right. Well, so then that's uh, that's uh, a little bit tougher. So, but but you understand my larger point with that. I can hold up statistics. A guy had better yes. numbers than another guy. So it depends. Emmett okay. Smith won. Okay. okay so, Emmett so Smith won. Emmett so Smith won three Super Bowls. Is he was he was he better again, than Walter Payton? Okay. So then. You can do that. You can do that in reverse. So Fran Tarkenton was a better quarterback than Terry Bradshaw because he had better numbers. I, th- I no. I think oh, you're no, making no. See, my exactly. Point. No, the point is is whatever fits your argument. It, it doesn't matter. You can just okay. Well, this this 
category. Now, 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 you're proving my point with that comment. With your comment. How am I proving your point? Because Roger Staubach, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, and, and a so number of other off. guys are better than Fran Tarkenton, oh even though Fran God. Tarkenton had better numbers than any of them. Who is talking? Who is the one who was bringing up random sports guys? For like the last 20 I just, minutes. Because I hear you and Mermelstein pointing to his numbers, and I'm that's sorry. the argument. I'm sorry that I'm using the ar- the numbers. But rank, the, I just showed the you that. The is based on from 81 to 86 when Lemieux so? wasn't when around he, or it was does. 18 years but, old. Okay, well then from don't compare, guys. On, Lemieux is the dominant statistical winner. Then don't compare guys from different eras. That's the only thing I can tell you. But if they're you, in the same you era, cannot... rank 87 to 90, 87 and on. Just They played the same era, same under the same circumstances, and Lemieux dominated. So now what? He dominated? Yes, from no. 87 on, yes. You you've get a – it's so convenient to right, get a three-year no, win. No, no, That's uh, – it's been a good show. But we gotta Has it? it? I think it's been terrible. Right Black now. tie, you're upset. It's 45? 45. Well, I don't know. 45. Black tie, issue your ruling, please. My ruling is – and I don't want sass out of you either. No I don't sass, want, like, no sass, the loser no is the listener. No. Anyone who listens. I don't want any of that nonsense. I got to go with the guy who started in Pro Stars with Michael Jordan and Bo Jackson. So I got to go with Wayne Gretzky. That's, that's not has nothing to do. You're, you're just <laughs> sitting in a trial and you didn't listen <laughs> to the evidence presented. Boom. That's it. That <laughs> Judgment. It. Ridiculous. All Boom. right. Well, I don't know what we've learned here. But uh, Mermelstein, I say to you. Muzzle tub on uh, what your blue shirts are doing, and uh, and I guess good luck to you. You know, I can't root for any of these Patrick Division teams, but uh, and good luck to your Kings there, Rank. Oh, before we go, real quick, the one man house band Dick Banks and I uh, a while back, a couple of years ago, cooked up a little ditty for the Kings, probably their best player in uh, Andre Kopitar, a little song that uh, I belted out. And let's leave you with that one. We'll uh, we'll tune out with that. But Mermelstein, thanks uh, for joining us and uh, and hope you're, well, for your sake at least, that the Blue Shirts keep, uh, for the NHL, best if the Rangers play the Kings in the uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Been a pleasure. And, uh, and Dell, gangbusters as always. I think if no one else understands that here in Studio 66, Lemieux and I thank you for the, for the uh, righteous effort here. Anytime, Dave. All right, Dell. Um, com, the place to track down uh, Dell, his podcast, which I'll be paying a visit to, or paid a visit to, I should say, yesterday. And uh, anything you want to leave us with there, Rank? No, I'm good. All right. So here it is. We'll leave you with uh, my tribute song to uh, Andre Kopitar. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football, nay, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Andre, Andre, your why other teams are crying when you're skating round the rink. Other teams are drove to drink. Andre Kopitar is here. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.